0: There's joy in every journey.
2: Ryan Wood of the Green Bay Press-Gazette and PackersNews.com joining us on the Schneider Orange Hotline. And uh, he is uh, being, you can reach him, by the way, on Twitter, at by Ryan Wood at by Ryan, Wood. Ryan, how you doing, man? What's going on?
1: What's going on, Bill? Doing pretty well. Hey, football tonight. That's exciting, isn't it?
2: Yep, yep. No doubt about it. And uh, we're excited for this. We're excited because it's going to change the if you want to call it the norm, uh, I mean, I don't know how else to put it. It's going to seem a little bit weird because I was going over this before the top of the hour. Kansas City is going to have about sixteen thousand fans there, and I'm sure they're going to be as boisterous as they can be. But a lot of stadiums are going to be vacant of fans this coming weekend. Meanwhile, the Packers they get ready for piped-in decibel levels of about seventy, and the calls are going to be weird. And it's just it's a it's going to be a strange scenario, isn't it?
1: It really is. It's it's going to be unlike anything we've ever seen, and I don't know what's more weird—having an empty stadium or having sixteen thousand people in a stadium and they're all kind of spread out and just randomly situated. It's it's going to be bizarre. It's going to be really interesting to see how the players adjust this too. um It's you know there's going to be that piped in noise, but it's just not anything like the the roar of a, a full crowd and. I think it's going to change the game. It's going to it's going to have an effect on the game. So seeing how 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 it changes, what adjustments are made, it's really going to be it's going to be all fascinating to watch.
2: What do you expect out of this Packers team? I mean, if, I'm not necessarily talking wins or losses, but what are you expecting to see? Better, worse? Question marks? Some of the bigger stories uh, coming into this contest against the Minnesota Vikings.
1: Well, what progression is there in year two of this Matt Lafleur offense? Um, I think specifically. Is you know it, this offense was a train wreck on third down last year. There's no question about that. Can they be confident on third down? That's huge, obviously. Uh, what's the process like before the snap? Is there more tempo, more more pace with this offense and how it's operated than a year ago? Uh, Aaron Rodgers said yesterday that he'll wear the wristband play sheet um, to help expedite that process. Does it make a difference, or is this an offense that is still bogged down and pushing the play clock on, on a lot of snaps? Uh, defensively, I mean, we're all going to watch, especially in this game, right? How do they how do they go on the ground against one of the best running backs in the league? Can they stop the run against Adam Cook? Until they show that they can, that's going to be what fans are going to want to see, the, the run defense. The pass defense is great. Yeah, you know, They've got perimeter corners. They've got the Smith brothers. They, they've got a lot going for them in the pass defense but if you give up 300 rushing yards in a critical game it doesn't really matter so that that's that's really the, the the whole ball game on the defensive side is is being able to stop the run so
2: we know stopping the runs there's an emphasis we know we're looking for more out of year 2 but the second wide receiver is
1: Either Al Lazard or Marquez Valdez-Scantling, you know, they go three deep. So I I don't know that it's it's one of those guys um, they want to step up into that role. And and both of those guys are going to be on the field a lot alongside Devontae Adams. So if you just went off of last season, you'd say Al Lazard. He made more plays. If you went off training camp, you'd probably say Marquez Valdez-Scantling. He had a very fine training camp for himself. The fact is, it's training camp. It's not regular season, and we have to still see that in the game. So th- those guys establish themselves as, as two of the top three alongside 17 on on the the depth chart here, and, and they'll be on the field a lot.
2: Uh, I'm looking for a run game that's diverse, that's got movement, that's got motion, that's got misdirection. How quickly do you think A.J. Dillon picks it up?
1: Well, he's not going to be the one or two to start the season, but I think that he is going to have a role. Um, Aaron Jones is going to be the bell cow, but what does that mean? I, I think it's probably going to mean a lot what it's meant in the past, early seasons of, of the past, which is they're not going to overextend him in his touches in September. Uh, we just we haven't seen that from this coaching staff. We didn't see it from Mike McCarthy before this coaching staff. Uh, I think you're going to see a, a moderate level of touches for Aaron Jones earlier the season, which means Jamal Williams is going to still have a role. There's things that Jamal Williams does better than any other running back on, on this roster. So, he of course he's going to be on the field in passing downs. Of course he's going to be a pass blocker. He's, he's a receiver out of the backfield. Uh, Devontae Adams said yesterday that Jamal Williams spent a lot of time this offseason working on his uh, pass-catching repertoire and it showed in camp. So, he, he's got a role for himself too as a veteran guy. And then you get to A.J. Dillon. And I think that that role is going to increase as the season goes along. It's, it's most likely going to be a somewhat of a minor role to start the year as he gets comfortable with this, this this offense, the speed of the NFL, not just as a runner, but as a blocker. Any running back on the field has got to be able to block. Ask Aaron Jones. That was a process for him early in his career. So, yeah, it's, it's going to be a three-headed approach, but it's going to be staggered and, and layered. It's not going to be equal footing amongst all three guys.
2: Aaron Jones had said on the uh, on his interview, I believe it was the NFL Network, where he said they're working on a deal. Um, how close do you think they are to signing him, re-signing him, or where the numbers may end up falling by the time this is all said and done, if indeed they get a deal done now?
1: That's a great question. As far as the numbers, I haven't looked too far into it, but what we know about the negotiations is that the two sides have, have expressed interest dating as far back as the NFL scouting combine. So it's it's not necessarily new. This is something that both sides have expressed mutual interest in for months now. Uh, and Aaron Jones took it a step further by saying, uh, that he is that, that, that there's negotiations happening that he wouldn't go any further than that. though. So we, we don't know how close they are. Uh, certainly when you look at, at the market, um, the, the Apple deal, for example, that that's, that's something that, um, helped to solidify the market. However, Dalvin Cook is also looking for a deal and, and so that you know there's, there's still other pieces to, to the market that, that could fall into place. So it's it's really up in the air as opposed to some other you know with, with Kenny Clark once once Chris Jones um, got, got his extension this this offseason once some other guys kind of fell into place, you kind of had an idea of where Kenny Clark might be. I think there's more ambiguity with the running back situation right now.
2: Uh, as I sit here and look at this roster, uh, the biggest question mark we talked about going back defensively is probably going to be up front, but maybe more so behind the guys in the front line. We know Christian Kirksey, if he's healthy, he's got speed, sideline to sideline, can cover. Ty Summers was a guy that uh, you and I had talked about this last week. Last year, I thought, performed extremely well and then didn't really find the field. And Oren Burks has been inevitably hurt almost his entire career. Is Ty Summers ready to, to, to take the field and take over a spot? Should Christian Kirksey or, or I mean, he'll be forced into action, but is he ready to play?
1: Well, if he was really ready to play and there was no question about it, he would have a bigger role at this point. So I don't know that even the team is, is sure of that right now. And if something happened to Christian Kirksey and he was forced into that, that, that spot – it would be an emergency situation. They would have no choice. Um, so, uh, you know, Matt LaFleur was asked uh, in, in camp if A.J. Dillon was ready, and he said he better be ready. Uh, that's the same for any player, right? I mean, Ty Summers, if, if, is he ready? He better be ready because he, he might need to be called upon. I think you're going to see a lot of Christian Kirksey and Raven Green against the Vikings. Um, Raven Green was back at practice yesterday, had not practice in two weeks. He looks good to go for Sunday. That inside linebacker, kind of hybrid spot has been a, a role that he's filled in this defense. They're going to be undersized in the defensive front if they do that. We've saw this defense be undersized and get Yash in the run time and again last year. So is, is it going to be different? We don't know, but I, I think you're probably going to be looking at a lot of three safety sets and, and having that hybrid linebacker safety role.
2: Um, When it comes to, you, you talked about uh, Ty Summers and Oren Burks. Um, if Kirksey goes down, I it, this is almost like that right tackle position or the left tackle position for that matter. It it, it becomes almost a giant sinkhole of a weakness, doesn't it?
1: Yeah, I I I, I, I hear what you're saying there. I, I do think that it's it is teetering a lot on on Christian Kirksey's health. If he goes down, you, you're you're certainly looking at the Packers uh, being. I, I think very very uh, aggressive in, in looking at bringing someone in from the outside because they, they'd almost have no other choice at that point. So um, they they feel good about the position if Kirksey is on the field. And Kirksey has been healthy. It's you know he, He's been injured the last two years, but he has been healthy this offseason. So they have that going for them. That's really got to continue or else, yeah, the, the inside linebacker position very quickly becomes a problem. Do they
2: entertain the idea at all of Clay Matthews?
1: I think that if they were going to seriously entertain that, we would have known already. Why why wait if if that was going to be something that, in the best-case scenario, you were going to bring him in? Um, So I don't think that that's that's something entertaining right now. Injuries could always affect that, though. You you never know who gets injured, when that happens, the timing. could always change. It's it's all subject to change.
2: Uh, offensive line, uh, and then I'll let you go, but offensive line, uh, Lane Taylor has looked good. We know Billy Turner, Ricky Wagner. That that right tackle position has been somewhat of a question. The old adage is if you're not quite sure and you're moving guys around that you don't really have anybody. Talk about the right side of that offensive line.
1: Well, Rick Wagner but not being on the, the, the injury report yesterday was big, um, but he missed so much time. He, he missed – basically missed half a camp because it was an abbreviated three-week camp. So, yeah, he's a new guy. Uh, He's played a lot of right tackle, but he's new to the system. He hasn't played Matt LaFleur's wide zone system. And there's going to be a natural amount of rust that that has to – he's got to develop into that system, even though he is a veteran guy. I go back to what Matt LaFleur said at the beginning of camp. They're not looking at who's the best right tackle. They're looking at who is – what is the best combination of five offensive linemen to make the best line? And if that is still how they're looking at it, I think it is, it could be something where they get creative. Um, they've got more guards than tackles. Lane Taylor's played, played tackle in, in a pinch. Um, Elton Jenkins has played tackle. Uh, they've got Lucas Patrick who can side into either guard spot. And he's, he's had an extension last year for two years because they believe that he's starting caliber depth. They believe that he can play if called upon. So, could it be Rick Wagner? Yeah, uh, it could also. It, it could be one of those guards. It's Matt Lefler's made it very clear he's not going to tip his hand until Sunday. I'm going to be very curious to see who is starting right tackle.
2: Great stuff as always, Ryan. We'll talk to you next week after the game. Okay. All right. Take care. Appreciate it, pal. There you go, Ryan Wood, Green Bay Press Gazette, PackersNews.com. Joining us on the Schneider Orange Hotline, you can find him at Ryan at by Ryan Wood as well. Schneider hiring drivers right now. You work hard; they treat you fair. Eighty plus years, they've been doing it. Call them eight hundred forty-four Pride, or go to SchneiderJobs.com.
0: Okay, picture this: It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you.